If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC, member SIPC. Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcasts. It's your daily dose of Donna, and today is Thursday, March 23rd. I can't believe I didn't immediately know that because it's a national holiday. It's the day of the Vanderpump Rules uh, reunion, which we're going to get into in a little bit because I'm going to give you a little bit of an update on Vanderpump Rules since yesterday. Uh, The episode aired last night, the long-awaited episode. Um, But first, before I get into that, although you know I like Vanderpump Rules and I want to talk about that first. I'm going to share a couple things, and then we're going to get into the Heather McDonald, Megan Weaver, Jeff Lewis apology that we heard this morning, just an hour ago over on Sirius Radio. So welcome in. Welcome, TikTok. Hello. And welcome, YouTubers. I'm so excited you're here. If you're listening to the podcast on the app, uh, make sure to jump on over to YouTube just to see some video content as well. And then follow along for those of you that are watching or listening on Instagram and TikTok. I am at This Is Donna Bowling, and you'll get a lot of other fun scoop on all of those accounts. And in Instagram, you get kind of like the behind the scenes of my stories. So I've had about 100 new followers on Instagram from yesterday's video, which is super exciting. So I'll put the link below. Make sure to follow on Instagram. Make sure to follow on TikTok. Now let's get into the scoop. Okay. I just recorded a TikTok um, and posted it with a screen grab of the apology that Megan Weaver left. Now, I created, or yesterday on my um, on the podcast, I talked about what I thought Megan Weaver was going to do. I had no inside information. As you guys know, I'm not friends with Megan. We do have a lot of mutual friends, I will tell you that. And we're both here in Sherman Oaks, so my goal is to get in with Megan Weaver because I love her. I actually really do. And I know that you guys listening, um, I've said this before, but I did not agree with this, right? I did not agree with her behavior in this story. However, all we had heard was Heather's side. And we did hear a little bit from Kelly Dodd, whose house it was at, and Rick. So we kind of heard Megan's side, but we never heard straight from Megan. So I, (laughs) you want to know how serious I took this for you guys for me, but really for you guys to bring you guys the scoop and the tea is I was supposed to take yoga this morning at nine and I didn't go because I was like, I need to listen to Sirius Radio Live so I can get the, the, the stuff and then bring it right back to you guys. Hi, Monster Nation. Okay, so we are, you know, listening to Jeff Lewis. He has, um, and I'm kind of like annoyed by this because normally, you know, he has two co-hosts that we know really well, two chumps. Today, and maybe this was intentional, he had her alongside um, a guest that hasn't been on the show for three years. Her name is Tracy Bregman. She's a 40-year-plus veteran of Young and Restless and an actress. 
and she had to be downloaded the scoop. I don't know if she listens regularly. I know she has a relationship with Jeff. There was a part of me that felt, hey, Tobago, there was a part of me that felt like um, maybe this was an intentional thing. So it didn't feel like chumps were like, uh, you know, on certain people's sides, considering what we've been going through and what we've been hearing about the Heather McDonald uh, drama. But either way, Tracy was kind of like, she came in from, you know, an outsider's perspective. And the way that Jeff brought it up was like, okay, so you've seen a lot of drama on your show, Young and Restless, over 40 years. So how do you feel about this? And Megan then was able to finally speak. I did a screen record, like I said, and it's over on my TikTok, so you can watch that later. But the truth is that, you know, Megan immediately came in the exact way that I assumed she would incredibly apologetic, incredibly sad, incredibly vulnerable, incredibly, you know, open about her feelings. And there was not one level from what I heard of defensiveness. There was not one kind of moment of, um, you know, anger or whatever. She owned it. As Lisa Rinna says, she took accountability and then she apologized. And this, my friends, was so sincere and so genuine. And I know there's going to be people out there that think that she's only doing this because of the backlash she got. I truthfully believe we've all done this, right? We've all effed up, especially after a few drinks where we say something we don't mean, even if it's too, you know, not even in a fighting way, but maybe it's like you flirt too hard or you ask for something, you know, that you don't want or whatever it is. There's regret that comes the day after. And I truly believe she knew she went too far. I also believe that some people don't know how to apologize immediately, are scared to apologize. I've definitely been there and don't know how to handle it. So they run away. Whereas other people want to resolve conflict immediately and need, like can't sleep that night, like want to call over and over and over until they hear back. Actually, I'm that more than the first. Megan seems to be a person that, you know, she needed to take a moment. She needed to clarify and feel what exactly she was feeling. She did not know that it was going public. And once it went public, she said that she became, she really felt like she didn't know what to do. Now, what happened here, and this is the fallout that sucks, is that a bunch of people got backlash for this. Her kids got negative comments on their Instagrams. They're like in college and high school. Um, you know, obviously her boyfriend, Heather McDonald's sister, Jeff Lewis, a bunch of their mutual friends, some of the chumps, Kelly Dodd, whose house it was at. And most importantly, you know, the scoopers, the juicy scoopers went to town on Megan, on Megan's kids, on Jeff, on Stu, on all these people. Um, here's what I'm going to say about that. It's, go, it's a natural part of being a celebrity. And if you're in a feud, if you're an adult and you're in a feud, like I do agree, Heather did write back and she's not really fully ready apparently to accept the apology. She still had some kind of biting words back, which were, I want you to know that I did specifically tell my audience not to leave comments, but like, let's be real. Fans or followers of people, they go to town, they go to bat. And that's unfortunately how life works. You can tell people not to leave mean comments, but if they feel the need to protect their, their person, they will. Um, she, she gave Megan a suggestion to 
remove, delete to like, um, disable her comments, which is funny. Cause like Raquel Levis, we're going to get into Vanderpump in a bit, but Raquel Levis of Rachel also didn't remove her, um, comments or disable her comments. So it's kind of like similar. If you're in a negative situation and you're getting killed online, you may want to, uh, disable your comments, just FYI. And then also, um, she said, if you are a celebrity and you're in the public eye, you may want your kids to have private Instagrams. Look, that felt like it was removing the blame from, you know, her audience and kind of putting it on Megan. But it's okay. Like, look, Heather is upset and she's going to say what she's going to say. I think she felt very thrown by the situation. She said just earlier in the day, we were having a lot of fun together. We were sending each other a lot of, you know, we were texting, we were in pictures together. We were having fun. You told me that an episode of Juicy Scoop got you through a tough time. Everything was fine. And then to get this information. Now, Megan said, I don't know what happened. And I do believe there was some truth to my feelings, but I never meant for it to become one of those things that was going to, you know, try to end a friendship. For me, it was more of something I just felt like it was bubbling over and I just, the inhibition wasn't there because, you know, the alcohol and not eating a lot, et cetera. I just let it out. But I do believe there was some truth to it. I just don't know if I should have shared it at all or should have shared it in that place, in that time, in that situation, in front of those people. And I agree with all of that. Like, And what I said yesterday, it's like we have feelings sometimes that we don't want to share with other people because it's going to hurt their feelings. And if you're not actually gaining anything back from that, then what's the point? Honestly, what's the point of sharing your feelings that are negative about other people unless you have, you know, something really like a a conflict resolution that you're trying to get out of it? And I'm not sure. Heather thought she was. Heather felt like she was trying to... I'm sorry, Megan. Megan felt in this moment that she was kind of trying to resolve through, but obviously, you know, she can't expect to tell someone something that hurts them so much and not have them react that way. Okay. So Megan said, I hope this does get better. Jeff Lewis is in fact inviting Heather McDonald to his birthday party tomorrow. He's trying to mend fences. I think my gut feeling is it will be better. I feel like Megan's apology was super sincere. And Heather would be smart to just say, understand, swipe it under, like, let's move on, but never really, like, the problem with these things is you can never really have that same friendship. So their friendship is, like, the way that it was um, kind of before is over. It's very hard to, like, rebuild those fences. It can happen, but it takes a lot of time and a lot of trust. So if I were Heather, I would say, thank you for your apology. I accept your apology, but then always know in the back of your mind, maybe you got to keep your distance. And maybe it's a learning experience for both of them. In fact, I'm sure it is. And hopefully they can get through it. So that is the Heather McDonald and Megan Weaver update from today. We'll see what happens. We'll see if they both show up to the birthday party. My guess, my guess is it won't happen that way. I'm sure Megan will be there. I don't know if Heather will be there but I'm dying to know. Um, Okay, so really fast, uh, let's just talk five minutes about Vanderpump because you know it's a short episode, but I want to talk a little bit about Vanderpump and my honest feelings. Okay, if you watched Vanderpump Rules yesterday, a a two-minute summary of the episode is we start the episode right after the Lake Havasu, you know, nightmare girls trip from hell where basically Katie, Lala, and... um, 
Christina Kelly are left there. And we start it right after boys trip, the boys night out, which is what we know now in hindsight was the night that Raquel, Rachel and Tom hooked up for the first time. That's what we think, at least that's what the public thinks. So knowing that it just like kind of changes your opinion of the entire show, all I can say this is this, my first impression right off of it is like Ariana is perfection. She's so, look, I'm sure she's effed up in her own ways. I'm sure she has like problems and stuff. But to me, Ariana is so beautiful and so kind and so sweet. And she's she's such a peacemaker. That's like the vibe I get. I've never seen her in the last like couple seasons try to start shit. I feel like the fact that she can be friends with Katie Maloney, which like no hate Katie, but oh my God, what a challenging person to be friends with. I find Katie to be so unhappy constantly, like for years and years and years and years and years, every, 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 every season. And then, you know, so she's friends with those girls, but she's also friends with Sheena and Raquel Rachel, and she's trying to kind of keep everyone together. So a lot of the episode is boring, in my opinion. It's talking about the sandwich shop, Katie and Ariana's sandwich shop. There's the Lisa Vanderpump scenes. They're talking about this Mexico trip with Sheena's um, hotel and her wedding coming up. And it feels a little produced to me. Maybe it's not. It feels a little like, oh, it happens to be that Jamie doesn't have a space and Katie does. And it's this massive resort. I just don't believe it. I don't believe that whole side um, that it was maybe it was actually the case. It felt like a produced situation. Um, that being said, you know, the big kind of hunk of the show, like the chunk of the show comes later when, um, Ariana and Tom are having, Ariana and Sandoval are having a pool party and a bunch of people are there, including Raquel, Rachel, including Katie and Lala and Christina Kelly, the three, uh, Trace Amigos from honestly from hell in this episode. Seriously, it's just not a good look. And Essentially, the majority of the episode is Raquel Rachel coming off. Now, we know what we know now, so it's very hard. But if you look singularly at this episode without any of the other stuff, you're going to like Raquel Rachel. And I am not someone that even really likes Raquel Rachel, but I like her in this episode because she's actually standing up for herself. And she is, you know, speaking her mind. And I appreciate that. Um, I like that side of her. And if only for the fact that Lala and Katie and Christina Kelly, they just look so bad in these episodes. And they're just like, they're they're going so hard on her for something that they don't even know exists yet. Like, they're so mad at her for using the word mistress when Raquel Rachel was really just trying to kind of stand up for herself. She was getting killed for wanting to hook up with Tom Schwartz. It felt like, like, banana land. Now, had they known what was really going to happen between her and Tom Sandoval, then yes, be mad at her, be a bitch to her, whatever. But in this case, it felt a little bit pushy. It did, in my opinion. Also, there's just like a vibe. Raquel Rachel is out there having fun. She's doing her thing. She's like drinking. She's partying. She's chatting. She's loving with, you know, Ariana and Tom and Sheena and everyone's having fun. And then it's like the three girls are sitting there at their at the kitchen island. They're not moving. Katie's wearing a beret. I, I don't understand it. Um, Lala, you know, they're just like, the three of them are just, we've all been around girls like that. Like, it's not fun to be around those girls. I'll just tell you, the ones that sit in the corner and just like to talk shit. And that's what it felt like. And then of course, 
you know, when Ariana decides to try to help and defuse the situation, Katie freaks out. She freaks out on Tom Schwartz. It's like the divorce is not even fixing the issues here. Those two cannot be in the same space. Everything Tom Schwartz does pisses Katie off. He cannot win with her. It's just not a good situation. She wants to divorce him, but she still expects like the love and respect from him that he gave her before. And when he gives it to her, she's mad at him for it. So she storms out, calls her Uber. He follows her. They're out in the middle of the streets in Valley Village. He's like, bub, which is so weird, by the way. Like it would be like me calling my husband babe if we just broke up. So bub, bub, come back in. Don't be mad. Don't be mad. And she's like, leave me alone. Leave me alone. She's so mean to him. And he's out there trying to make things better. Don't leave. And then he's like, you look pretty. And he's trying so hard to make her not mad at him. And she is like, leave. You're making it worse. Ah, guys, it's not for me, her energy. And I wonder if she's watching back and thinking like, why was I so mad in these situations? It made sense that they wanted her to switch hotels. I get it. She can go wherever. This is Mexico. It's a resort. But come on. It's Sheena's wedding. You're not going to the wedding, but you're still going to go to that hotel and the best the best was when they showed the clip. Like Sheena's like, I don't want them just like standing there on the balcony with binoculars talking shit about me. And they literally show a clip. It's just two weeks later. And it's Christina and Katie standing on binoculars looking at the wedding. I mean, she knew. Sheena knew that they were going to come and talk shit and just start a problem. And she didn't want that. So I kind of get it. Anyway, what were your thoughts on Vanderpump Rules? In a weird way, it made me kind of understand why Raquel Rachel was like starting to really gravitate towards Tom Sandoval. He really stuck up for her in this scene against Lala. And I don't know, at this point, apparently they had already hooked up. So clearly there were feelings building. Um, if Even if they hadn't hooked up, I believe feelings had already started building here. So anyway, would love to know your thoughts. Leave them below in the comments here on YouTube. And then of course... Um, make sure to shoot me a DM on Instagram if you want me to cover something. Thank you guys so much. If you want to really show me some love, go on over to, uh, to my, the podcast app and give me five stars. Make sure to leave a nice review, subscribe over here on YouTube, follow over on Instagram and TikTok. Um, I have a comment on TikTok that says, oh, is this a show? Yes, it's a show. Um, I don't know if you're talking about what I'm talking about or what, you know, what I'm doing. Yes. Daily Dose of Donna. It's a daily five day a week pop culture podcast. Thank you so much. And I'll talk to you guys tomorrow. Thanks. If you only have a 401k, you're not getting the most for retirement. Wait, what? Add a Robinhood IRA on top, then they'll boost it by 3%. You can do that? And if you transfer in any retirement account, you get 3% on top of that. Is there a limit to the match? No limit. Robinhood Gold gets you the biggest contribution match of any IRA on the market. Sign up for Robinhood Gold at Robinhood.com slash boost by April 30th. Subscription fees apply. Investing involves risk. 3% match requires gold for one year from first match. Must keep IRA for five years. Match on transfers subject to additional terms and conditions. Robinhood Financial LLC. Member S. IPC.